Far too many female advisors have spent years adapting to a business model designed for men, which often undermines their strengths as women. Not anymore. Welcome to the Femex Advisor Podcast, a show designed to empower female financial advisors to fearlessly embrace their authentic selves. Adri Miller Heckman, founder of Femex Advisor, will inspire and empower women to leverage their natural strengths as women and create a more successful practice that feels effortless. Follow along for female-driven inspirational and motivational strategies to help you create the extraordinary life you have always wanted. Now, onto the show. All righty. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. I'm Andrew Miller Heckman, founder of Femex Advisor, where women fearlessly embrace their authentic self. Now, we're doing something really special today, and I've got two fabulous guests. I have Matt Halloran, host dude, a podcast extraordinaire with Proud Mouth, which is the service I use to host my podcast. And I have Cheryl Hickerson Brown, one of the strongest advocates for women in financial in the financial industry. She is the founder and chief engagement officer for Females in Finance. Now, let me tell you why I have them on the call. Both Cheryl and Matt have tremendous passion, have committed time, energy, money, and resources to really enhance and help women advisors accelerate success. Not just accelerate success, but the move the numbers. Because I'm sorry, even ages ago when I was a financial advisor, 15% of the industry was women. It's about 18 today. That's pathetic. It's yeah. pathetic. So recently, Cheryl and I have been doing our podcast. Cheryl's built this fabulous network. And I do a podcast with Matt. And all of a sudden, we're getting all this interaction on, on social media. And I'm like, what the hell? Cheryl and I have been preaching to the choir for years. And a man, okay, a man, even a burly man, not even a, you know, a tailored button down cutesy kind of guy, a burly man comes out and speaks and said, the industry is doing a lousy job in supporting women. Cheryl, what was your thought when that happened? tired tired i'm so tired i'm so tired of you know we come out here and we do this work and you know Andrew, the work you do at femex advisor is it is superb it is it's, it's a supreme offering Thank and you. not just because this is your podcast and, and you're my friend but seriously your your work has been tireless and it's you were one of the first people whenever i started females in finance and i came to you and said hey I, i'm gonna build something out that's just super broad and you know matt was part of that too like hey we're gonna do this and yet 3314 members later that i have and matt gets on there and says something and everybody's like oh yeah and i'm like hold on a second andrew's been doing this a long time <laughs> I'm a few years behind her. Okay. And then I'm like, but Matt says one thing and everybody goes nuts. So I'm tired. Yes, it is tiring. Matt, 
why do you think you keep saying, well, what do I have to do with this call? Why was it that you say as a man, the industry is doing a lousy job of supporting women? Why do you think that blew up? It's killing me. I told you guys this before, right? I've listened to both of you and and and, and others in the industry who, I mean, I wasn't even, I'm not even an, I'm not an expert on any of this. All This was just my opinion about the misogyny and the ridiculousness of conferences. And uh, I just, I'm trying to be a good steward in the industry and it just blows me away. Adri, I messaged you. And this is kind of one of the things I messaged you and said, Hey, how's that post doing? Seems to be a lot of people. What's going on? And, and, and I think you felt my frustration. Like I'm just guys, I'll, I'll be brutally honest with your audience. Everything that I said, not only have I experienced, but I learned from Cheryl. I learned from Adri. I'm parroting things, conversations that the three of us have had for years and I don't understand, but I'm going to go back to something Cheryl said to me very, very early on in our relationship. It is very, very important for male allies to exist. Yes. Amen. And I am trying very, very hard to be a good one. And, but it's still, I just, I don't get it. Okay. So let's take the gloves off, right? Here's what I see as the problem. Cheryl, you and I have been working from the ground up, right? Yes. We're working in the field, working with the women, working with the financial advisors, and trying to get some men and trying to get some programs going. And we're trying to work from the bottom up. Here's the problem. When it goes up this far, there's a wall. There's a glass ceiling. It, it's it's like um, a sonar barrier and they're speaking. There's all this chatter down here, but upper management is chicken. They're afraid to change. They won't change anything. Yeah, I, I got I to chime in on that one. Okay. Because what I oftentimes see in websites, and I actually go to the trouble of looking at very large organizations and their website. Do you have a diversity statement? Where are your women's programs? Where are your people of color programs? Where are you talking about neurodiversity? Where are you talking about anything that's different than what we've been seeing typically in financial services and, and financial technology? They're not off the hook either. So it's one of those things where I actually go to the trouble and it's almost always buried on buried. five clicks deep on a site that they've put some back office person in charge of probably the one woman that they have there. Hey, you're going to run the women's program. Or, you know, it's kind of like when I, I, I hear oftentimes the females in finance in our group during black history month in February, where organizations come to people of color and say, you could help run the program or they're like this, this isn't a program. This is my life. Don't put me in charge. I don't want to do this. They're tired. We have to make this such a, an important conversation that it can't be two clicks deep on a site. You know, I question whether conversation works and let me tell you why. 
I've been working with a regional firm. And one of the things I'm starting to do is while I still coach and I love coaching the female advisors, I'm moving up and I'm going to the regional firms and I'm saying, I've got a program. You can license it. I'm going to train you. Okay. This recently happened and the region had four leaders and the, the man that was in charge who ran the whole program, you know, big guy, um, hockey player and the other guys, great, really receptive. There was one female. She took this and ran with it. They watched the transformation of this female regional manager who just, it was almost like um, she'd been in a desert thirsting and all of a sudden she comes up to this little oasis, right? Next thing you know, she's doing a, she's on a panel for the, this region and it's a panel about the women. She sent me her script. I said, Jennifer, you're being too, too mild. You're being too mild. So she got bold. And what she did, there was a, a CEO of this big company, um, some a woman. They did the intros for the women thing. It was like, wah, 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 you know, like the, the, the teacher on peanuts. And then she got up and she said, what we're doing stinks. This is what we're doing. The chat box, she was very bold. We're changing the way we work with women advisors. We're teaching them how to create their unique message. We're giving them a path to success that goes against tradition. The chat box blew up, blew up. There were women advisors who were saying, I need to move to your region. Oh. That's where we've got to go. We've got to get enough women in management or these small regional firms to change, to provide a new model. Here's the male model. Here's the women's model. Choose. Men can do the women's model. Women can do the men's model. You could create a hybrid. But to ask a woman to build her business the traditional way is torture and you're never going to get the best. Andrew, but I, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what the hell's wrong with those men, right? Uh, how That's what how I was are thinking. you being so utterly short-sighted that the way to success is not excluding people? What the hell is but this? But they don't a, see a, it excluding. A, but but how, how, it's like, how can they not see that you're 51 or more percent of the population? How? I don't understand. I it seems that they are so afraid of losing control of whatever semblance of control that they have that they refuse to make any sort of change. But the people who do, those of us who really understand that there has to be a difference here, there, and it's not just let's go brass tacks. It's good business. Is it the right thing to do? Yes. But is it good business? Yes. You look at the people who've implemented programs like yours, the stuff that Cheryl trains, your business is transformed. You make more money, you have happier clients, you have better relationships. What the hell? I feel like I'm in crazy town. Like I, I just meet these people and I'm like, who are you? What year is this? Wake up. 
Yeah. Sorry. And I have to tell you too, at, at conferences, um, once upon a time when I worked somewhere where we put conferences on and I was part of that team, we always had the audience fill out, you know, the, the speaker cards and how did you think? They always came back. Eh, it's just like another conference. Eh, as soon as you changed up the dynamic part, and that meant having women, preferably loud women, having people of color get up there and tell you, oh, best conference I've been to. Yes. Great content. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because change is good. And we learn from others, especially ones that do not look like us, whatever that means, vice versa. And, you know, I, I think one of the things you know that I, both of you know, I'm very passionate about the idea that we need male ally. We need male allies out there that we need sponsors that are going to speak for us in a room. And I can be for Matt. Matt could be for me. And that doesn't mean that I'm taking anything away from him and he's not taking no. anything away from, from me. I think that it's really an interesting thought, though, that too often today still, I will see people go out there and say they want to grow their team. You see it on LinkedIn, right? Every one of you see these posts. Oh, we're going to grow yeah. our team. The very first thing I do is go to their website to see that they have 17 assistants and they're all women. Yeah. And I will literally reach out to them and say, I have to ask the question. I've got to ask the question. Why would you not take somebody who's already invested in your firm, knows your people, your processes, your policies, your procedures, everything, and grow them and groom them into a junior advisor? And the number one response I get from that, and this will not shock, I know it will not shock Adri at all, is, oh, they, they really like what they do. No, you like what they do yes. and make your life easy because it's going to make your life uncomfortable to grow that person. And I tell people that the, the number one word that people are afraid of with women, they think it's feminism. It's not. We want flexibility oh. because we are a multiple market in one. Because we create every human being that's on this planet. A woman did that job. Yeah. There are there are things attached to caring and nurturing. Um, overgeneralizing. I realize there's probably women out there that don't, but we are attached to our kids, our parents, and what even our our significant others to care for. And we need that flexibility. I part. think it goes deeper than it that. Scares people to death that they have to change their their entire uh, setup to be flexible. So it's interesting. I just came off a three-day business retreat for my clients. And we talk about, we don't talk about time management. We talk about energy management. And I've always used the idea, you know, this is the man's brain. <laughs> and when a man, if you're in the golf box, you're in the golf box. If you're in the kid box, you're in the kid box. And most women would give their right arm or sell their first child for the ability to be in one box for more than five minutes and not think about anything else. But this is the woman's brain. <laughs> Our brain is going constantly. It's almost like you almost have to think our brain needs to be engaged in three things at once. Well, that's three times the energy going into what we do. Now, when you look at the old school and they say, sit down and do 250 dials a day, I shoot me. Shoot I used me. to do that. 
right? <laughs> and then the uh, Edward Jones model, the door knocking. Well, if I could wear my workout clothes, I could put my daughter in the in the stroller and do the door knocking. I'd kill it. I would absolutely kill it. But make me walk around in a suit and go one door at a time. That does not work for this. And that's why I tell the women, do not look and use men as your model. They've built a good business and a good model because it works for them, not for us. And so we have to look at every aspect of the business. So even with that regional firm, they went through this training with me and they called, we had another meeting and they go, oh my God, I saw the training that some of the new trainees were going through and they finally said, we're going to have to retrain them. I said, yes, you are. You're going to have to retrain them because the industry stays here. And you know what else, Cheryl, you've seen this. Every firm thinks they're really supporting women when uh -huh. they have a mentor program and um, a ladies' luncheon at the conference. Oh, yeah. They are done. Women's breakfast. A woman's, woman's breakfast, breakfast yes. right? And then there's a budget <laughs> on the speaker. And that, they're supporting women. That is the biggest crock of whatever you want. If you're not willing to change the business model and allow women to carve out their own success model, you are not supporting women, period. Period. You're protecting you're protecting what you believe is the right way does this mean that the men in the industry are trying to sabotage you as a woman absolutely not absolutely not they're they just they have they're in their work box and they cannot understand how to truly support a woman in the way she needs to do business. Okay, I, I have to, I'm sorry. Uh, they are trying to sabotage you. I'm sorry. It's just the real. I, I believe that's the real. I've seen it. I've seen it at conferences. Men talking over women, mansplaining oh, yes. stuff, all of that sort. That is not supporting. That is actually aggressively trying to silence this group of people. I, I, I'm sorry. There is active people who are trying to sabotage what is going on with the things that you guys are building because they're terrified of whatever their their small-minded energy right and threaten stuff guys I i'm sorry that's uh in that that i i can't believe i was at a conference recently it's conference season right and all of yep. us are going to different sh shows i call them right and i'm sitting at a table and this this woman who was senior to everybody at the table, who was 10 times more successful than anybody at the table, this dude started talking down to her. You can, I'm, my voice is crap. I was so mad. And I was like, okay, so Matt, what do you do here? I don't want to take any power away from her at all. I don't at all, right? But I could tell by her face that she was like, you know, it was almost one of those things like, 
Oh, here we here go. Here we again. go again. And so <laughs> what I did was I said, do you realize who you're talking to? And he was like, what? I said, she is. And I said, she's 10 times more successful than you. She's got way more experience than you. She's running a better practice. Why are you using that tone of voice with her? And her face lit up. But I felt so bad. Okay. So it lit up positively. I went back to, I found her at the conference and I said, I am so sorry if I stepped on your toes. And she looked at me and she said, I am so glad that you did that because it's, it's, I, we want to know, and she's using the proverbial we, that there are people like you out there who will speak up. And not only was she, by the way, a, a woman, she was also a woman of color who had her JD like 900 oh. degrees. Right. And I'm just, just, okay. So I had to say that because I know that there are people out there who are weird or strange or, or like me, and I don't want to overstep my bounds, but I'm tired of being quiet. And I'm asking both of you, is what I did in your mind as a male ally okay, or should I have not done that? Because I think people wonder that often. I think it's for, I'm just going to answer real quick because yeah. I hear it on both sides because we actually dialogue about this at Females of Finance. You've seen it, the comments and the mm -hmm. group, right? And so one of the things that um, sometimes what I hear back is the women will be like, I don't want you to speak up for me. I need to speak up for myself, which right. I have to tell you means there's more confidence training that needs to go into a lot of the stuff that we do because that is something else I hear from them. I was like, I'd yeah. like to hear more mindset. They want to understand how to, to say that because a lot of times too, uh, we get labeled as uh, bitchy. Yes. Uh, we are, uh, you know, we're, oh, don't, that one's pretty sassy. She's aggressive. Spicy. She's aggressive. Bossy. You know, really assertive. Uh, I asked the women one day in the group to say, fill in the blank. And I made a word cloud mm. of the word. I am too. You're just too fill in the yeah. blank. And men, if you're watching this right now, I want you to be imagine being a woman and being told you're too loud, you're too bossy, you're too chubby, you wear too much makeup, you have too much perfume, you're too quiet, too controlling, controlling too, too controlling, controlling, too bitchy. Yeah. Too, the list went on. And when I say the list went on, we had 73 and none of them were too nice, too kind, too... No, no, no. It was always, we we're just too much of something. Okay. So we're going with all of that in our head. Adri needs to play her little thing. That's yep. going on in the conference. That's going right now. Well, we walk in and only a, let's be honest. There's only a handful of women who are so confident enough to go. I don't give two, you know, what's about that thing. I am who I am. I feel good in this spot and you're not going to tell me. And therefore you're not, you, I don't need you to speak up for me because they would have spoken up. Okay. We need to get to a better place where we have the confidence hmm. to say that and not be worried when that person walks away and says we were too, oh, that one, she's really bitchy. And you know, you know what we did uh, just yesterday in the conference, Cheryl, we did the same thing. I asked the ladies, list all the words yep. and then I said okay on the right side what's the positive determined resilient mm -hmm. um effective um 
responsible, you know, a woman that is controlling it, it, we're changing it. So, so we all see the same thing. And I think that there are two things we need to key in on. What do women need to do? What do individual men need to do? And what do companies need to do? I don't think I would have been hurt if Matt had stepped in to say like, Hey, we're not talking that way. But I also know myself well enough that had somebody said that to me, I'd have been like, yeah. stop, yeah, stop. We're not doing that today. Okay. And, and I don't really care. One of the best parts about being 50 plus years of age now, I don't care. Walk away and think what you <laughs> that want. That is the fifties. It is, it is. But I love the fact that I can see some of these younger women coming into the pref- profession that I wish, I wish I had been her when I was 26 and said, I don't need you to explain that to me that way, you know? And at the same time, I don't think I'm so tough that had Matt said that, would I have been like, hey, I can handle myself. I would have been like, thanks. I appreciate the support. I think that's where we need to find the balance. And that's hard for, and I got to be, and I'm going to defend Matt right now. I think it's sometimes really hard because the men are trying to figure out, do I say something? Or do I yes. not? Because is that going to make somebody mad? So we got to find a, a space of grace. So maybe we're not, maybe we're not saying don't talk to Cheryl that way. Maybe we're saying, I really want to hear what Cheryl has to say. She has a really good point. Not focus on the being, yeah. right? Mm. But focus on, you know, Cheryl, you make a good point. Could you expound on that a little bit and really focus in on the message? Otherwise, it becomes a defense yeah. and a defensive mechanism with what we call a Q1, which is the old school, it's my way or the highway, is not a good thing. That creates conflict. I want to give you a good example of the, the, the sensitivity of the space that Matt's in, what he just said. I had an, I have a male ally in our group who came to me and called me a couple of weeks back. And he said, Hey, I, um, I somehow offended somebody and I want you to tell me if I did something wrong. And I said, okay, tell me what happened. And they had had, you know, the, you know, fearless girl in New York. Yes. Facing down the bull. And they, exactly. So she, (laughs) they had this picture made sent to a, a woman advisor um, and said that, you know, we're excited about her, all the fearless things that she's doing to which that woman responded to him and said, I don't need you to send me things like this to be, uh, you know, I I'm fearless of my own right. I don't need something like this. And he was doing it from a good space. Yeah. Okay. He really was. Uh, I think that we have to be very conscientious if we want to make a movement happen Tearing down the people who are trying to be allies doesn't help our situation collectively. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry to the women who did that. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I think you're wrong. And I'll own that. And you can come at me. Send me some comments. Cheryl at femalesandfinance.com. I can <laughs> take it. But I also think that we have to find a space of grace to find that that person was coming from a good place. They really were. They were trying to say, like, I see you and I want to support you. Uh, I, I I think it's one of the things that Stoy Hall, who is a CFP, that's one of our male allies in the group, somebody had asked in our community about, do I say black or African-American? They wanted to know what was the right words. And I applaud somebody for asking, because that takes a lot to type those words out and hit send. Okay. He responded and said, to me, 
either is fine because you're trying to be appropriate. You're trying, it is up to me to share with you that I, I do like being called a black professional or I, I do like being called. He said, however, you might meet somebody else who wants it the other way. The fact that you're willing to ask the question and put your space, play yourself in a space of vulnerability though. I can't tear you down for that. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think we really have to go back to grace. I think we have forgotten that as, uh, as just human beings, that we make mistakes. And as long as that mistake is not being made maliciously, that it was truly just, uh, there was no ill intent. And, and educating on it, oh, we can just move mountains, friends, in those times. Well, and I think that's what, I mean, there's so many things we can do in terms of communicating. What I'd like to know, and and this is probably putting you both on the spot, what bold move are you willing to do or commit to beyond what you're doing now to make an impact in getting the industry to move the numbers, oh. not just moving the numbers, but moving the numbers because they're doing things that are truly supporting women. I don't even have an answer. Okay? I do. <laughs> I do. Go, I support other organizations who might be seen as competing or networking organizations to myself. I still support them. Hannah Bushbaum, the W source. I support her, her work. Adri Miller Heckman at FemEx Advisor. I support her and her work. If you know the FPA, the women's group that's there, you know, the, the American College and their women's initiative, their Center for Women's Excellence. I Raymond James has a women's program. I tell them, please do it. Amy Weber at Cambridge Investment. I want love all the work she's doing for women. Yes. Barb Turner, Ohio Financial. 100% support the work she's doing would tell somebody to go work there any day. All of these may be at some space or place where there's a, a membership or, or something like that, that they have to choose between me. I choose whatever, but be a part of a movement that moves in a collective group of people. I'm doing my part. You're doing your part, Adri. I know Matt and Kirk are doing their part in supporting women because I have talks with them often. But all these other organizations are too. Do not tear them down out of scarcity. Build them up through abundance because there is enough work that needs to be done. Because remember, we started this off with, I'm tired. I yeah. need some help. Yeah. Okay. So to me, it's supporting all organizations, even if they're competing. Matt? So, well, so that's, that's, that's very interesting. And, and, um, so part of me feels very empowered as an entrepreneur and business owner. And part of me feels like I have no power whatsoever. And so it's a very weird balance. Um, we have already made the conscious decision that our podcasts, all of the top advisor marketing podcasts have to be at least 50, 50, if not majority women guests, period. So that was one of the things nobody's noticed that, right? Like nobody's saying anything about it, but that's really important to us. Um, but, but honestly guys, like, so I would love to be able to say, you know what, I'm not going to speak at your conference unless 50% of the women on stage are speakers. I would love to say that 
wow, if I had the power <laughs> to move people uh, to even think that way, um, I would absolutely love to do that. Um, do I have do I have that power? No. Would I like to exert that power? I would. Um, I is that going to help on the grand scheme? I, I think it gets back to something very early on that I just I want to address two quick points before I wrap up my little thing here. Number one, Adri, I want to thank you because how you just changed my frame of mind with me helping that person at that conference was absolutely fantastic. Yay! Being Yay. able to just say, "Hey." Let's hear from her. That is the level of empowerment that I was trying to do in my limited toolbox, which leads me to my second point. I, as a old, straight, white man, I'm craving these tools. And whatever my organization can do to bring the tools, just like what you said, Adri, Cheryl, I know you teach this all the time. Those sorts of tangible tools that we can start making a, a philosophical and psychological change in men to give them tools so that they will feel like they can be allies. But a lot of times we don't know what to do and right. we're sitting there thinking, right. ah, but that was... I'm taking, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm having lunch with my wife soon because she's very interested in how this went. And I'm going to tell her, I learned something that's so vital to me that I'm going to take into my everyday life. So Adria, I want to thank you for that. Well, you know, your comment just re really reinforced what I want to do. And, and trust me, my team doesn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Cheryl said, I'm tired of working one by one by yeah. one with these with the advisors it's what i love to do and i will continue to do that but you know i'm in my 60s and i'm thinking how am i going to leave a legacy and i am challenging any ria firm any regional firm to really commit to allowing your leaders to be trained in the Femex model. Because Matt, what I see with this regional team that I'm working with, they have been transformed because they see what Jen is doing, saying, and it's, she has brought it to life. That's when men convert. It's the verbal doesn't do it. But when somebody is starting to implement this new model and have an impact, all of a sudden the men want in. And that, because until we as women carve out our own business model, we will never, I don't want to say prove, but we will never be able to truly influence the traditional side of the industry because they'll just say, oh, it doesn't work. And it does work. And in fact, it works so well that now she's killing it with recruiting. Killing it. You know, so that's my commitment is to really reach out to more of the 
regional RIA firms. We know Morgan Stanley, the big firms, they're not going to do anything. There's too much testosterone. You've got some great men up there in leadership, but one or two can't do it. It's too threatening. So it's those small, middle-sized firms, RIAs, independent, that really want to change the industry, capitalize, make more money, recruit more advisors. You need to commit to changing and implementing a new way of doing business. So that's it. Any last thoughts? Because I see your brain going, Cheryl. No, I think this is, I, I think that the training is, it. it's always necessary, right? And I think that if we're not doing something proactively almost daily to educate ourselves on how to be better, I mean, just this morning, I read something from Karen Catlin of Better Allies, and it said, you know, instead of asking people where they're from, simply just change it and say, reframe it and say, so tell me about yourself. Yes. It's such a kinder question. Yes. And I saw that and I thought, I can be better. I can be better. So if we go into our day every day knowing we can be better stewards of being human beings um, and attach ourselves to people like you, Adri, and your training, you know, listening to podcasts at Proudmouth, you know, organizations, whatever that are out there doing the work. I think that that's to me, it's always about being a better presence. I love it. Cheryl, if people want to reach out to you, where should they go? Uh, You can go to femalesandfinance.com. Everything's there. The network queen. (laughs) The network queen. I've heard that before. (laughs) Oh, God, are you? You You're a total connector. Matt, if people want to learn more about Proudmouth or just speak to you, yeah, should they should know? just they should they should find me on LinkedIn. Honestly, uh, I mean, all three of us are wildly active on LinkedIn. Proudmouth.com, of course. And I, I want to just say one thing: for the guys out there who are feeling like I'm feeling, I want you to do one thing, and that's shut up and listen. <laughs> Don't listen to respond. I want you to listen to listen. That's going to change everything for how you're going to interact with not just clients, but prospects, friends, family, and also really start helping. I believe the first step is listening. So proudmouth.com, uh, that'd be fantastic. Or you can follow me on LinkedIn. Adri, thank you so much for this, Cheryl. Oh, thank you. You guys are my heroes. I thank you so much Together, for your Together we will change the industry. All That's right. the goal. So if you love this podcast, share it with everybody you know, or visit femexadvisor.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you all. Have a great week. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Femex Advisor Podcast with Adri Miller-Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Adri on LinkedIn. To learn more, visit Adri's website at femexadvisor.com. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Femex Advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.